What role does personal development play in running a successful business? Turns out that, well, I believe it's everything and so does my guest today as well. Kenny Baden is a serial entrepreneur. Just under five years ago, he was working as a $15 an hour laborer, did not have a driver's license, needed to get a ride to work. Fast forward a few years and he's got multiple companies and is continuing to build teams of leaders under him so that they can continue to grow and elevate and impact more people. This conversation was a ton of fun, could have gone on for a few hours. Uh, you'll find out in this conversation why it's a $10,000 podcast episode just for your ears and your eyes. So tune in, take some notes, take some lessons away from my buddy, Kenny Baden. All right, what's going on, Ken? How you doing today, man? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Uh, doing awesome. The day after Memorial Day, getting back into the swing of things, trying to jam a lot of stuff into a short week. So I imagine you got much the same busy season over there. Yeah, I mean, especially for the, uh, you know, we're coming into, we're the Northeast, which is actually where you're at, right? I mean, you're in Jersey, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're in Maryland yeah. uh, and we're kind of like, encroaching on our our busy season for roofing but you know we just opened up uh interiors and bathrooms specifically acrylics so that's kind of taking off you know the market's a little challenging right now but it's doing well and uh so yeah we're getting ready to get into our busy season man just getting back and uh we're getting ready for mdm this week i'm taking seven of our guys uh to uh ryan's mastermind big year-end event or i guess it would be his once a year are you going I am not. It seems awesome. Just too much going on. Got a couple new people starting this week and uh, got to be at the at the helm for, for a little while. So plus, man, you know, I live by the beach and summer short. So I don't really like to travel much in the summer anyway, you know, just take advantage of where we live. So yeah, man, I definitely want to dive into uh, two things you kind of just mentioned, like you touched on like going to this event, the personal development, you touched on expanding your business lines and things like that. I definitely want to dig into those. I think those are interesting topics, but just give the audience for now a little bit of an intro. Who is Ken Baden? What do you do? I know you have a big backstory. You don't need to go into all of it, whatever you want, but just kind of give us a, a little bit of context because I think that you have a, uh, a you and I really align with uh, our focus on, on personal development and growth and how that translates over into business and really everything else in our lives. And that's why I wanted to have you on. So tell the audience who you are. Yeah, man. So, um, I mean, to your point and the backstory can get a little long, but I mean, what I would say is that I am somebody who's been in the sales industry for about 15 years now. And, you know, I've had a lot of ups and downs and I've seen the highest highs and literally the lowest lows. And so in 2017, I found myself at one of those bottoms to where I was just completely literally bottomed out. I mean, I had nothing left quite literally, you know, no bank account, homeless, you know, everything had just been completely uh, given away, I say, because it was a product of, of my actions. I just didn't understand at the time, you know, I was struggling with addiction because it had started with a car accident and all these things thereafter. None of that really matters because ultimately it led me to a spot where uh, I had to make a decision to get on my own two feet and take action. And uh, I certainly had help, by the way. It wasn't just like miraculously I 
figured some stuff out. What it did was I asked for help. And I think that kind of like there's a parallel there and that I was always so stubborn and I was always going to figure it out. Like those are my famous words. It was like, I don't know, I'll figure it out. And uh, finally, when I was just done trying to figure things out and just ask for some help and like talk to some folks that had been there, done that and put my ego aside, which at that point, there wasn't much ego left, right? Like I had been completely uh, devoid of ego. <laughs> the life had a way of, of firmly humbling me. And so, yeah, man, that was honestly one of the best things that ever happened to me because, you know, I had to, I had to start over. I had had a lot of success in sales up until that point. But, you know, I think a lot of us in the sales industry, I think there's a lot of that, first of all. I don't think that's any secret. I think we live fast, fast money, fast lifestyles. And um, I don't know, man, I've seen that a lot. So I don't think I'm definitely like unique there. But to your point about personal development, I think that's kind of where it started for me was that like, you know, light bulb, you ask somebody for some help and you grow. And because of what I went through, I was completely destroyed and I was able to build back and build back hungrier and more motivated than ever. And so while I had had success in sales before, it was always short term. I was never able to sustain anything. I was even in like sales management. And again, I just, it was at these short spurts of success, but ultimately, you know, I couldn't really put it together. And this time when I was just completely just stripped down, I was able to build back through helping or through, uh, well, through asking for help and then subsequently helping other people um, and really get to where I'm at now. And so I'm a big believer in personal and professional development. And uh, I believe in order to get to where I want to go, I've got to invest heavily in myself, continue to learn and do things like, like you said, going to MDM, getting that, getting involved in networking. I've invested heavy in mentorship, both paid to be in rooms that I don't belong in and, and just flat out asked CEOs and stuff that would typically see me as a competitor. Uh, and honestly, man, they've always, they've, I've always had a, a lot of luck with that. I've been very blessed where no one's ever been like, dude, get lost. Right. I think if anything, they're kind of like, Hey, that's awesome that you would even ask. In fact, meet me at my business tomorrow at this time and I'll show you everything. It's crazy. This stuff that I've gotten access to by just asking. So. Yeah. We were talking, you and I were chatting about that a little bit on Friday in the DMS, like, you know, the tactics and strategies of like business and sales. And then there's the mindset, right? And it's like, if you can, you can have all the tactics and strategies in the world, whether it comes, you know, whether it's sales, whether it's marketing, whether it's business, whether it's freaking weightlifting, whatever. But if you don't have the right mindset there, then like you said that word sustainable and I wrote it down, like it's not going to be sustainable, right? Whether it's the why, the mindset, your whatever it is for you. And it seems like, You've had that, you know, kind of tactical success in the past, and now you're really like maybe you didn't have that strong foundation in the past, and now you're kind of building that foundation. Would that be accurate? Yeah, I think for one, I think uh, I was kind of the sales guy in the room. I was really good at selling myself, but I didn't. I was just competitive, which we should be, right? So like, I just wanted to be the best, just to be the best. I had no real idea. Like, you know, I wanted to make money, but I was a kid. I, you know, I lived at home. I didn't even know what to do with it when I made it. You know what I mean? Like I had no real plans. I, I was lost. You know, I just was very fortunate to, to be good at talking to people, meeting people, 
And so I kind of found something that I was good at. I wouldn't even necessarily say it was like something I was like, man, this is what I really want to do. You know what I mean? I just kind of fell into it, had success and kept going back to it. Right. It wasn't until, as I said, you know, I was really broken down where I was like, dude, I need a purpose. Right. And, and this, and it didn't feel like necessarily like the business was the purpose. Right. But what the business gives me the ability to do is hire folks and provide them you know, with what we do uh, to that point, you know, it is live fast and the, and the sales world can be, there are certain businesses that I've been at where it's like that lifestyle would be very dangerous for something like for someone like me. So what I can do is provide a business that is completely run on core values and attract those guys that want to come somewhere and have a safe place to work that they're being invested in a mutual investment and, uh, and give back that way. And also pour into my, my folks, you know, just like I would, uh, um, a mentee or somebody I'm coaching, you know, if I get guys here and, and bring them up. And I have guys that have come here that are with me now that came that literally had nothing. You know, one of my right hand guys now, Brett, I mean, he, you know, two of his brothers had, had passed away from alcohol. If it doesn't matter. Right. So like he, he was stripped down just like I was and, and came to me with nothing. And now this kid's 24, 25 and making more than, than most and he's got a very bright future ahead of him. And those are the success stories that kind of keep me like, you know what? I can do something with this. I can help some people. And then we've got, you know, the mastermind and the consulting company and different ventures that I've started working on that and working my way towards stages and telling my story and utilizing that as an opportunity to connect with someone else who may or may not recognize that feeling of despair or hopeless, hopelessness. doesn't have to mean that you we're completely homeless or whatever, like I was. But if you know what feeling like that is or feeling lost or anybody that's ever felt like giving up even flat out, that's really all it needs to be. Then I have something that I, we can connect on and we can start there. That's cool, man. I love that, that connection. Like we connect through our personal stories and, and I've never been in the situation where I'm, you know, homeless or anything like that. But we all have our version of that, right? The lack of believing in ourselves, maybe feeling helpless, wanting to give up. Like, man, I've been there many, many, many times and I'm, and I'll, you know, I go there, you know, we all have those days where we want to give up. Right. And I think that that's such a powerful reason to tell your stories because everyone can identify with that. You know, it's not like the social media world where like we all, you know, too many people are flexing on there and posing like everything's going great, right? You know, we impress one another with our strengths. We connect with our vulnerabilities. And I, lo I love that you're doing that. Yeah, one of our clients refers to his, his roofing company as, he's like, man, this is personal development with a paycheck. Like yeah. basically the business is a vehicle for people to grow, you know, have an impact, give back, serve others. Like, I really like that kind of framework for personal development with a paycheck. I like that. Honestly, yeah, I would say the same thing. I mean, we, we genuinely, that's what we, we tell guys and, and gals that come in here, like, look, you know, if you're looking to build the best version, most optimal version of yourself all around, by the way, you know what I mean? Because you can do great and live by a certain moral compass and a certain list of principles and values. But if you go home and you just abandon all of those, right. And things aren't right there or anywhere else in your life, then it's not going to work. You know what I mean? And so while we don't invade people's houses or anything like that, man, we encourage building and helping to build the best possible people that we can here. And so, and to your point, man, that's why I've just invested so heavily. You know, I've, it's been six years in August, right? August uh, 23rd of 2017 was where I, when I found myself at that, at that crossroads. And so, and, 
in five and a half years, you know, I had built a couple businesses, one of which was with a, uh, a partner. And I say that it was a friend of mine. We didn't even put the necessary paperwork in order. You learned some very, very valuable lessons there. Right. Uh, and a lot of people have that story, but you know, that, that company was successful. It still is. And, you know, I walked away from that and didn't go anywhere in any legal routes or anything. But, but my point is, in that short time, I built a couple companies, a couple successful companies, both with a partner and by myself. Now I have a couple other companies myself, you know, I'm working on that just started this year. You know, the consulting company has been around for a few years, but I'm really putting the pedal to the floor this year because I feel like, you know, I invested in say like Ryan, right? Like last year we had a great year. We had some, some disposable income that was going to get taxed. And I took a big, and I mean, really big chunk of it. And this is when I had a fiance who was like, still kind of like getting the gist of how extreme I was with this. You know what I mean? And I'm like, Hey, I'm going to take 150 K and I'm going to go get this coach. Cause I think it's going to change our life. You know what I mean? And she's an attorney. And I say that to say, like, if you know anything about sales, they don't take decisions and, and money movements like that lightly. And they certainly don't do that, you know, on a whim. And so for her to support that and support me, just those types of things reaffirm like, all right, I'm, I'm in the right space, right? Because like I can sell myself on some stuff, but I surround myself with the right network and the right people to where I'm kind of insulated from like even my own weaknesses, right? Like I align my core group with people that are going to say, yo, dude, that maybe pump the brakes on that, right? Uh, and I've worked really, really hard in the last five and a half years to build my network up. That's probably the be that I would say the biggest thing for me is why I was able to go from where I was to where I am and the time that I was able to do it is not necessarily any indication of like how awesome or anything I am, but just my firm deep dive into networking and surrounding myself with the right people. Mentorship, paying 150 grand to get into rooms. Like I had reached, reached a peak, like, okay, I, I know how to get here. I've done it already once with a company that I was just at. We've done it very quickly here, but I, you know, past this point, I'm not so sure. So let me go pay to get in a room where I know guys have sold for 140 million or they've already spoken with private equity or they've had that first exit, you know, and that's, that's where I'm at now. And it's just so awesome. It's like, I can't get enough quick enough, right? Like I want to learn it all, all right away. And so I, I read, I do all these things, but we can go more into that. You know, I'm very consistent with what I do, but that's what I would attribute like my short-term success with success with at least, you know, up until this point. All right. That makes sense, man. Cause like, you know, you're a smart guy, like you can figure anything out. Like you'll figure it out eventually. Right. But you know what you want. And it's like, you want to compress time. Like if you can figure out yourself in three years, well, why not, you know, invest to be around people that can help you do it in six months or a year or three months or whatever. Right. 100%. And, uh, Man, I experienced that too as a business owner, like started 10 years ago in the first three years of, of my business. I like, you know, I, I just didn't, it was a little bit different of a world. Like there wasn't as many, you know, masterminds, there wasn't as much access to like, you know, high performing people, I guess. Um, and I thought I kind of had to figure it out on my own. And uh, for the first three years, I, I struggled unnecessarily because I thought that, right? Maybe it was ego, maybe it was pride, maybe it was trying to be a man and, you know, figure it out. Like, you know, like you said, I'll, I'll figure it out. Like that's my kind of blue collar work ethic. Right. But, uh, 
it wasn't until I got my in my first mastermind and and uh, coach in 2015. I was like, holy cow, this is like a whole new world. Like you don't have to like learn all. Like you're gonna make mistakes, you're gonna mess up, you're gonna you know go through tough times, but like you don't have to make all the mistakes on your own. And we don't have enough time on this earth to like make all the mistakes we need to make to get to where we want to go. So I love that, man. That's that's huge. That must have been a hard conversation with your your fiance. <laughs> I'm going to take this chunk because like I, I'm entrepreneurial, obviously I, you know, run a business and my wife is, is more conservative than me, which is ultimately, it's a great, it's a great mix. It's a great balance because otherwise, you know, just, I might, you know, it just wouldn't have any money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's just funny how that works out, but that those are, those are tough because like you, you can kind of, from a business perspective, like you can kind of see that ROI, you believe in yourself. And I kind of have, I do have that same belief, like whatever event I go to, whatever I invest into, as long as I like, you know, follow it with my effort, then I'm going to get like an insane ROI, right? Not right. everyone sees that. And I think that's tough when you have that, you know, it's a spouse or a partner, um, a business partner that doesn't see things the same way, right? I don't know that that's sustainable to your point in the beginning, you know, like I, I don't think. I think that's why she's my fiance for one, right? Like my dad was like, dude, when you guys first moved in, I thought there was no chance. But I'm a very, we tend to be like, you know, we, we tend to be, well, I mean, you've got EOS on our, on our outline here, right? Like we're very visionary. It's, it's not, a, we're very similar, right? Like the entrepreneur archetype, you know, you're either full on visionary or you're visionary plus integrator, right? Like the mix. And I am very much just like cliche visionary. And, um, uh-huh. but she is, I would say that over the last five years that where I came from to where I'm at, it didn't start that way. First of all, I mean, my dad and everybody pushed, even getting back into sales, my father was like, ah, I don't know, this is a good idea. You know, when I first came back around and came back to life, I was a helper making 15 bucks an hour getting picked up. I didn't even have a license, right? And that was just four and a half years ago. So like I went from that to, oh, dude, I didn't have a bank account. I didn't have a license. I didn't have a vehicle. My license was suspended. I had no document supporting I was a human being. Like I had to get all of that back. I just got my passport yesterday. We're going to Greece for my, uh, my honeymoon. And I was awesome. just like, stuff like that is just these are cool experiences, man, because it brings me back to like, dude, you, we're so hard on ourselves and we don't give ourselves enough credit. And I work really hard at, at coaching and things, but, you know, we can we can give the advice, but we don't often take our own or at least I don't. And so, like, I'm like, oh, recognize your wins. And, the, and but my goals are up here, man. You know what I mean? So, like, I just it's so hard for me to do that. But when something like that comes back around, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it was just five and a half years ago. I was literally sleeping outside. I had no bank account. I couldn't get one for a couple of years. You know, like now I have businesses where they'll give the business a bank account. They have a check machine here in the office. It's insane. Right. Like so I'm a I'm a very big believer in that. You know, it's really never over until quite literally it's over. You know, and like if you've got if you're drawing breath and you got any fight in you. There's not much you can't come back from, but you know, that's a whole topic for another day. But, um, as far as my fiance is concerned, I mean, I would say that like, yes, it was really hard, but because she's seen me come from where I've come from those like, Hey, I, I don't think you should get back into sales. And then like each decision you make that kind of works out. And now you start to sustain. Cause like I said, I've never had, I've never sustained it. Right. But now you start to prove like, maybe this guy knows what he's talking about. Right. Now my dad who 
didn't even think I should get back into sales as my VP of operations, right? He's working here. He's been twice retired. He's working here. He doesn't want to leave, leave because he believes that we will make an exit and that exit will have an equity proposition for him. And he's not a super man. You know what I mean? Plus he likes helping me and build, you know, but like what a cool, you know, there was a time my dad couldn't speak to me and it wasn't because he didn't love me, but it was because I was that volatile and that much of a, it just, I was that, it was just that much of a letdown, you know, and like that you carry that for a long time and you know that that's the case. So it's a hard feeling to shake. So when you come in here every day and you're like, I've built something where I can give back because I took for years from my family, literally figuratively peace of mind. Now I can give that back and I give that back to the people in the next room that have families and that, you know, I provided something that's secure and that able to make a paycheck for them, but their kids and their families. And I want to build something that's capable of creating generational wealth by building this and making it successful enough to sell to private equity and have an equity proposition for the, the leadership group and make that a nice big fat exit for them and, and change some lives, man. And blue collar ballers, same deal. You know, the consulting company, same deal. So she's seen me come from literally nothing because she knew me then. I have a message in my phone from Facebook from her that says if I came to her graduation party from law school, she would call the police. And now we're engaged and she's agreeing for me to spend 150K of my money. But let's be honest, right? Like I wouldn't have done it without telling her and I wouldn't have done it if she said no, but she believes in me and that means everything to me. And that belief has come from win after win after win after win and putting up what I say I'm going to do. You know what I mean? I'm a man of my word. So when she sees me like, hey, I'm going to do, this is what this is going to do. She really believes that, really believes that. And that's powerful because it reaffirms to me like, I must be doing something right because this woman here who's very smart believes in everything I'm selling, right? And that means something to me too. And it makes, not only does it reaffirm what I'm doing, it makes me just like my people here, they're the motivation behind like, I'm going to fucking do this because this person believes in me. And there was a time I couldn't even go to her graduation party without getting the police called on me. There was a time nobody in this office would have believed in me to do anything. Right. So like, there's the fire, you know what I mean? There is the motivation and there's the, there is no other outcome than what's going to happen because I said it was going to happen. So it has to happen because I'm a man of my word. So. Wow. Dude, that that's powerful. Like, Less than five years ago, you're making 15 bucks an hour getting picked up because you have no no proof that you're a human being. And like, <laughs> it's that, that that's nuts. I yeah. think that, and that, that's a testament to you. That's a testament to like, hey, this is this is the day after Memorial Day. We're recording this, right? Like, this country's amazing. Uh, I just made a post we, about that. You're absolutely right. Uh, I got to go check it out. Like, we have that, that opportunity. And I, I think that, I don't know. I've always had this feeling of like, like, like people, you know, we all have our personal kind of rock bottom, right? Like people like you that have been at the rock bottom and also immigrants who come to this country. I don't know. There's like that hunger. There's that drive that like, I don't, people like me, I don't know how to explain this, but like people like me, like I, you know, in the scheme of, of human beings on this planet, like I haven't really been through hardship. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we all struggle with different things and depression and anxiety and all that stuff. But like, I've had it pretty easy, just honestly speaking. So I feel like some ways people like you and like immigrants have this like additional gear that they can kick in because maybe it's like nothing to lose, or maybe they just recognize the opportunity is here because they, it's something they didn't always have. Or someone like me is I've always had opportunities. Like I've, I've done, I've worked hard for them, you know, but 
man, that's just, that's incredible in under five years. Yeah. I mean, and to your point about, you know, the, the immigrants, uh, that's what the post was about because I have a lot of friends that are foreign and I argue that they're almost more American than some of these folks that are born here today that just totally shit on the fact that they have all these freedoms and values, even as screwed up as things are. And don't get me wrong. I know they're screwed up, but like people die to get in here. There people, people are dying to get here. I have sales partners and I have, I have a lot of friends that are, that are foreign and I have several that are either work on my team or that are just friends of mine and that are big success stories. And some of the things that they tell me and why they came here to your point, man, like we don't know what it necessarily feels like to like wake up and have, you know, a gang just kill people every day, all day. That's your life. That's your living. That's what you're up. That's what you're up against on a daily basis. So you get here in this opportunity where it's like, yo, you work hard and your success can be directly proportionate to your work ethic. It's possible. The opportunity is there and it's there for everybody. It might be a little harder for one person or another because of obstacles that they have to get over. But, you know, again, I didn't even have a bank account. I didn't have an ID to get a bank account. I didn't have the document supporting them to get the ID. You know what I mean? I, like a dad had to drive me around. But even then, it still pales in comparison to what some of these folks have to go through to legally get, legally get into this country, man. And like, that's a hard thing in itself. And it's like, do I think the border should be completely open? Absolutely not. But like, what the, maybe let's reward some of these folks that are trying to do things the right way, man, and make it a little easier for them to do that. Maybe it wouldn't be so okay, but I'm not going to get into the weeds there. The point <laughs> is, is, you're absolutely right, man. Like, those are my favorite success stories. And I resonate a ton with folks like that. And I just so happened to have a guy last week crying on my shoulder. I did a Monday meeting and I usually talk at those meetings and I do the motivational part. And I went into my story for some of the new guys. And uh, he came up to me afterwards and he just started crying. And I'm not going to talk about who or what, but he's from El Salvador. And uh, after a while, he started talking about, you know, why. And the guy's full of anxiety because his situation was exactly what I just said. That was his life every day, right? And then somebody very close to him ended up getting taken from him. And so they all came here 10 years ago. But like, it's just, you know, we don't think about that stuff, right? And if your world doesn't revolve around that or that's not what you've experienced to your point. And for me, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because up until that point, I'd always had opportunities handed to me. I thought life was going to be easy. I had never planned on being anything other than extraordinary. And then I would find myself homeless. You know what I mean? And honestly, I was done. I was done. I was, I was, I had given up completely, accepted it, never thought I was coming back, which is why I didn't have a bank account or any of those documents. Cause I was like, I, I won't need these where I'm going. And, uh, and then you come back around you're like, all right, man, I'm still here. So what am I going to do? You know, there's two choices, either accept to continue to live like that or do something about it. And you fight like hell. This country is still at the point where you can, you can do stuff very, very quickly and get to where you need to go. Even though I'm nowhere near where I want to be at, I'm so fucking grateful for where I'm at. It's just because I'm blessed to be able to be at a place like this where we can do and get where I'm at here quickly to where it's like, I want to be up here because I don't have to think small because again, where we're at, man, like the opportunity really is there to do whatever you want to do as long as you've got the work ethic and the drive and the passion and you got to have a system, I think, right? You can't just blindly, but like, that's where a lot of my daily routines and stuff come into place. And I got those from reading books and research and doing all, you know, talking to different people, what works for you, what works for you. Most of it started with networking, with mentorship, like, hey, what's your morning routine? 
What's your evening routine? What time do you go to bed? What the fuck temperature do you use when you go to bed? How many hours of sleep do you go? When do you eat? When's the last meal that you eat? Do you work out? What kind of workouts do you do? Yeah, just, I mean, there's not anything that I haven't asked. And then I put together what works for me. And it's, it's worked so far, but I continue to learn and, and find people like Kurt Lennington, like Ryan Stuman, my coach now, and people that I can like, hey, man, you know, Kurt sold for a lot, right? And he set the example for a lot of us roofing guys. And this guy's living a dream. And he came from South Africa. And I resonate with him because, you know, he had like 700 bucks and a bicycle, right? And now look at him. And, and he's living a movie. You know what I mean? He's got one of 60 Bugattis. He just left freaking Sweden because he met with the guy from Koenigsegg or however you say it. He's got one of like the, the most rare cars ever. He's literally living a movie, right? I think I saw him at like the Grammys. I'm like, dude, what is a roofer doing at the Grammys? But like, he's putting us <laughs> on the map and he gives guys like me hope. So that's what I want to be for the next group of guys. You know what I mean? That's why I want to get on stages. That's why I want to be a keynote. That's why I want to tell my story because honestly, I feel like I have to. I feel like to do anything less would be selling this whole thing. I'd be selling myself short and really God, not to get all weird and spiritual, but like something somewhere somehow gave me another shot. And I owe it to that to help people out. That's all there is to it. And I can't just focus on money and I can't just focus on success. Even though I want those things, there's got to be a higher purpose. Has to be. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I know Kurt and I had the opportunity to sit in his office and uh, he was on this on this show. And he's just he's, he's a very generous human being, uh, even at you know his high level of success. And I think that some people might look at, you know, some some of maybe even my social media posts, maybe some of your content, maybe some of Kurt's content, because he's posting, you know, his cars and things like right. that. Like, oh, this guy's just showing off. But like really, and you get to know someone like that, it's like, no, he's not showing off. Like he's doing it for the exact reason you just said, because like he's someone that you look up to and he opens up your mind into new possibilities. And he's recruiting people for their gigantic team who are, you know, buying in in a good way, buying into that, like that opportunity. Um, to So he's really helping other people through doing that. So I think we're quick to judge people based on social media content, but like you got to know, you have to know the person to understand their intention behind it. The intention is really everything. So yeah, man, that's, that's awesome. So we, we dug in, I want to get back into the personal development stuff and the routines and all that. Cause I geek out over that stuff as well. We dove right into like all this, all this good, all this good juicy stuff right here. Uh, you mentioned your businesses a couple times, but give us a snapshot for those of you know those people that don't know. You have Potomac Custom Remodeling. You have a couple others. Like, uh, give us yes, a snapshot of your businesses. At Potomac Custom Remodeling, which is um, a general contracting company, but you know, roofing is our. Uh, my background is in the remodeling industry, and in the remodeling industry here in the, the East Coast, and probably most places, is roofing, siding, windows, doors, gutters. That's your and it's a retail model, and that's where I come from. But Potomac was started to investigate the insurance restoration side in our market, which I was a little, you know, I don't know, I was a little. Uh, I just wasn't sure that we were in a storm market capable of sustaining, uh, but I knew that there were companies that did it. In fact, one of my mentors now here in the area is uh, uh, MLM. They're in Jersey and um, they're a big $50 million a year company and they do that and that's it, right? And so I knew it could be done. I just uh, I needed to learn how. And so that's all it did for the last two years. We're only in the second year. Um, you know, we've, we've, 
from what I understand from our distributors, set some records um, and what our meeting was last week. Now, granted, this is only, you know, we, we were wrapping up the crux of not even our second year and we were, you know, encroaching on the 7 million gross mark at, you know, seven, which should have been eight gross because we could have easily just, you know, guys, including myself, took our feet off the gas because fully our goal was six or anything past that. We're like, hell yeah, you know. Then we found out we should have done 12. You know what I mean? We had a 3X goal, which originally our first year was right around the 2 million mark. We got to six, blew past that. You know, we're looking at rounding out at eight. Uh, we should have absolutely done that. There's no excuses that we didn't, but you know what? You know, it is what it, it was a learning experience, man. I mean, I, I shifted my, my gears to taxes and things like that. But, uh, bottom line is Potomac is the, the baby, right? It's the wheel that turns everything. It is for me, the foundational piece. It's what I've done my whole career, even though insurance is relatively new. And that's why I seek out mentorship like Kurt and like John McCambridge from MLM here. And then I have guys like Adam, uh, Adam Champagne, who is the CEO of Home Fix? You know, they're another top twenty-five, uh, you know, uh, home remodeling magazine company. So these companies and and they're they're guys that I take a little bit from here and here. I've got the re- re- retail model, and we'll dive back into retail probably in August strategically. We've got a guy now that does it, but it's not like a whole bunch of resources are being allocated to that because for me the models are very different. We've got insurance restoration, and then we did PCR solar which is a very nice compliment to the insurance restoration in terms of models and cost and things like that, which is why I think you see a lot of that. It's very easy to start up and inconsequential as it comes to any sort of cost or anything. It's an investment of time and a partnership with an EPC. We had the right guy that was running it. Then we didn't have the right guy that was running it. For me, solar again is, I don't want to say inconsequential, but it's not the main priority. The main focus for me is roofing because that currently is the breadwinner and that's for the crux of our foundation. We just started PCR bathrooms. It was originally PCR acrylics, but everybody kept thinking that. And these are just DBAs, mind you, right? Like, for so for me, the way that I'm looking at trying to do things is, you know, I want to hit a mark similar to Kurt, but I'm not in Texas. So until I can get into Texas or St. Louis or a storm market where we can kind of hustle our way into 20, 30 million because we had a great storm, that's just not the Maryland market, right? Like we yeah. need several offices spread out to hit as much area as we can just to get five here, seven here, five here, right? Like that's, that's from what I've seen, that's the model that we're going to have to follow. I don't know any other way without some massive storm coming in here and really, really just lighten it up, right? Because we're not a hail market. Retail, I think will afford us another couple million. That's the plan. Solar, it can do well, not do well. If we get the right guy, then sure, we'll, we'll focus some time on it. But bathrooms is autonomously ran by a peer of mine that was, uh, and that was the reason why I agreed to do it. So for me, I can't allow myself to get pulled away from the main thing. And for me, the main thing is roofing. It's what I know. It's what I want to make sure that we we hit our goals there. But I had a, a peer who we had started in the industry with together at Power and was like, hey, man, you got to look at this, look at these numbers. And he was right. They were great numbers. But I was like, can you come in here with an infusion of capital? That'll be my investment, capital and, and a little time and help you with recruiting but this needs to be able to run autonomously because they can't pull me away. And then we bring in things like EOS so we can track numbers and it's just me and him communicating. And it's the same premise as like investing in that only obviously there, the return is more. Right. And so that's the idea. That's the model. He'll have an investment in terms of being tied to the profit. That's what he wants to invest in and it works out for everybody. And so, and it helps us spread out and 
as long as the profitability standards are met, our pursuit of, uh, of private equity should still be realized. And to me, it helps us, you know, that should be another five to 10 million that will uh, go under the umbrella of Potomac customer modeling and our capital goals. Again, as long as the profit is still there, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't do us any good if it brings our profit down, but it, it certainly doesn't, by the way, it's very profitable. Same with solar, man. Like, hey, it helps, it helps, great. If not, you know, whatever. They're going to be looking at the books thoroughly, right? What's working. And so those DBAs are great, but kind of the way I do things are if you're going to pitch me something and it makes sense and it helps us in our pursuit and we're all aligned in that pursuit and you can run it, great. If it requires my efforts and it pulls me away from the main thing, wrong. I can't do it. So the consulting company complements this. It was the original company I had years ago. My original idea was like just basically helping to prop these kinds of companies up and then I'm out right? Because I've done this so many times. I wasn't sure I had it in me again to give the emotional effort and energy that comes with getting these guys motivated constantly and building this up again, especially after what happened last time with the partner. But I was able to push through it. And uh, we just kind of found a niche that I think could work. I mean, right now we're targeting a solar demographic, ironically, because solar's just not what it was, at least here locally. And I think that'll change, but a lot of things aren't what it was given the current social climate, right? Or uh, economic uh, climate. So propping up the, the insurance restoration or even retail, you know, and helping those guys navigate this and a 90 day turnkey deal. That's kind of what we're doing right now is uh, similar to you see guys buying courses or these course creators, but a lot, a lot more hands on like, Hey, we're going to provide you and walk you through in 90 days and prop you up everything from setting up the S Corp or LLC, which you know you have to do legally, but we'll give you the pros and cons of all that, all the way to closing out your first and then call us for consultative uh, help thereafter. But uh, that seems to be working and that provides some nice compliments because here's the bottom line. Then we have the mastermind, which is blue collar ballers. And admittedly on the timeline of things, I probably wasn't really... Like that was more of a passion thing for me, right? Like I'm in a mastermind. I want to be on stages. I want to help people. But did I think necessarily I was ready for that yet? Or even that it was like relevant right now? Maybe not, but I had an opportunity to do something with someone that was uh, somebody I look up to. And so I did it. We're working on that. And, you know, right now, as far as a commitment, level one only requires an hour a week for me. As we move into the other two levels, as I continue to delegate and elevate, that'll free up some of my time to allow that to be uh, given back to to uh, the mastermind. But the bottom line is, for me, Potomac is everything because the resume is in Potomac. So we're seeking a very fixed goal in private equity because private equity right now is hot for that. And uh, we're going to do it, right? We're going to do it. And that's the resume piece, right? Like, hey, we had a private equity exit this quickly. With this success and this timeline, if you'd like to know how to do that, maybe you'd care to hear what I have to say. And so I think it all kind of ties in uh, and it will allow me to kind of work on my more passion project pursuits. Try saying that five times fast. Uh, <laughs> more passion project pursuits in the future, you know, where I really thoroughly enjoy working with salespeople and, and mentoring people and coaching. I mean, that's stuff that I really like. And so for me, that's kind of always been the end game. It's just kind of how to make all that work. And so currently, those are the three companies uh, that I've got going on. Man, that's a lot. Have you ever read the book? I know you read a lot of books. Uh, Who, not how? No, I think you brought that up recently, actually, last time. Uh, but no, oh, I haven't. I? Word of mouth. 
I bet it, either you did or someone else did, but I need to read it because I've heard it twice now. Yeah, it probably did. It just makes a lot of sense. Uh, Dan Sullivan, Benjamin Hardy, they've written very, a few very good books together. And the concept is really like, okay, you have this, you know, say this bathroom division or this solar division. Okay, well, Kenny's like, who's going to run it? And it's not like, how am I going to figure out how to run this? It's not that. It's like, who's going to run this, right? And All I right. think, you know, when, when you first said at the beginning of this episode, like, hey, we got this bathroom thing and like my, that stressed me out. Cause I'm like, man, you got such a great business going on. And now you're starting this other thing. And I'm such a big fan of focus. Like I know a lot of entrepreneurs out there have the ADHD and that's a superpower. Um, I don't have that. Like I'm, I'm a high ass. I'm a fan of like focusing. But now that you're talking about, hey, like this other guy's running it, like I'm not doing it. You know, this, this mastermind requires one hour a week, right? It's like, that's it. I think that's where too many business owners get, they get caught up, right? You have some success and you become a victim of your own success. So like, all right, well, I built this $5 million a year roofing company. Like I'm definitely going to add on solar, but they don't figure out like who's going to run that division. They just take right. it on themselves, right? No, that would and, be a death sentence. Yeah. And like I had that, well, something similar last year, my business coach like encouraged me to start a mastermind, um, which I did about a year, like 15 months ago. I didn't really, it wasn't the right time. I didn't really have the time, but I put it out there on Facebook. It ended up getting a lot of like a lot more response than I thought. It's like, wow, I guess I'll have to do this thing. I just had some blind faith and I did it, ran it for like a year. And then I realized like, dude, in order to like, you know, that was kind of level one, as you say, like in order to get that to the next level, I like, I just don't have the bandwidth right now because I need to focus on the main business. And so that's kind of on the back burner right now until we get some more, until I get some more bandwidth. Uh, but that's, that's still key. We become like, we are not, we, you know, we can do anything we want, but not everything. Right. I think we right. are. It, it takes like putting our ego aside. You mentioned ego before, like put our ego aside to realize like, Hey, like I need to be the visionary up here and I can delegate and elevate, but I can't do everything. So that's, uh, that's huge. EOS is very, very much help with that. And like, dude, I do have that ADHD serial entrepreneur, but here's the thing I also have is a great network of, of trust and believe before I ever even said that to you, how many times I've heard like, you know, eh, hold on, you know what I mean? Like, so I had to figure out like, okay, well, if I want to entertain these other pursuits, there's, I, I'm not. I'm hearing this from everybody that I respect that I probably should, but you know, you also have to understand from from a remodeling standpoint where I come from. Like the idea of selling one thing was just so weird. You know what I mean? Like it didn't seem like because it's all under one roof. It's just what everybody you know. It's it's the same model, same sales technique, and it's just different products, right? So like I looked at it like that, but like it's not right. So the different divisions, as far as EOS is concerned, the only way that they are here is if they're able to be ran autonomously by someone that I trust. And if they're not, I've had solar go up, down, up, down. Ultimately, if there's not someone there to run it, um, you know, then it can't be. So, and I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Cause my focus is on roofing and the baby. And again, like, you know, I, I know I can do an hour a week on Friday at seven. I'm okay with that. The consulting company, I have a team that helps me with that. And a couple of the guys are here. But everything that we do is, look, it can never, ever compromise the main thing. They all know it. We all know it. I all know it. And so if that becomes a thing, then it has to go. There's, we already know what has to go, right? So, Yeah. 
I forget who said it, but there's that quote, like the key is to keep the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing, Zig Ziglar or one of those guys. So you've got a lot going on. How do you, how do you manage it? How do you manage your calendar? Do you have an executive assistant? How do you make sure that you get everything done? You know, working out, staying healthy, having a, a great relationship, planning a wedding. It sounds like, how do you, how do you get it all done? And we have a new house that we just completely revamped, planning a wedding. Uh, so I did just hire an executive assistant. And that was something that my coach, Ryan Mariana, his COO, was like, you need an EA yesterday. All right. When she first met me, to her credit, uh, I just am stubborn, right? And I was trying to be cheap. So I tried to do her the VA, a virtual assistant, try that out first. But, um, you know, I've had help. You know, as I, as I take these new things on, I've tried to enlist help on my schedule and now I have an executive assistant and that his whole job is my schedule. Like, dude, your whole job is to keep me on time, keep me in line. Like things like we experienced the other day. I mean, unfortunately, like, you know, we're working out kinks and I've got a podcast by the way, right. In addition to, I've got a podcast that's, you know, and all these things are encouraged within build your machine. And I'd like to write a book and like, there's only one way I could possibly do all those things. So I've enlisted help literally paid for like, Hey, your job is going to be to just your, my schedule. That's it. Right. And then where do I have, you know, and then I, just like anything else, I start to do research on buying. There's literally a books, books and books and books on buying back time. Right. Uh, there's literally one, I believe called buy back your time, but, uh, in podcast and, you know, and I'll listen to the guys on the podcast on like how Elrod's podcast, whatever. Right. And I take little snippets and little ideas and what works for me and, you know, prepping for your week before on Friday after three, because statistics show that that's the best time. And people are usually chilling Friday after three and getting the week before and looking at things like NLP and hiring people for EOS to implement EOS, right. To help and put some structure in here, even though I didn't really necessarily want to pay for it yet. I knew it needed to be done. So it's like when you get committed to go to the gym, you buy all the things and you're like, this is going to like kind of get that little extra financial incentive. And so for us, you know, we knew that was going to force that to happen and it needed to happen. But man, I'm just, I'm big on, it's okay to ask for help. So to answer your question, first and foremost, I am acutely aware of all my shortcomings. I am very much ADHD. I've got more energy than probably five people, but I'm also, this is going a thousand miles a minute. And so to your point, I can get myself in trouble by trying to do too much, by wanting to do too much and by not wanting to delegate. But I know these things and because I'm aware of it, I enlist help in those areas, right? And I'm very honest about those things. And I tell people that are around me and my network, like, look, these are the things that I'll end up doing if you let me, right? Like, and I can't, we are a team. This is an investment, everybody's time and money. Um, maybe not so much money, but still, you know what I mean? Like, these guys are all bought in on a level that's like, damn right, right? Like we're bought in. They're bought in on everything, mind you. They see the whole vision. Like my inner circle team is not just bought in on only Potomac, but the entirety of this thing. They see us on stages in five years, helping and and building other companies. And, you know, they're bought in on the whole thing. And so uh, that would be a big part is I've got an excellent team around me that has complemented my weaknesses. I've hired people to help me with my schedule. You know, I go over my schedule in the evening. I go over my schedule at night. I've got my, I've literally got a hard copy of my schedule somewhere behind my desk right now with notes on it. I mean, that's like a full-time job for JJ, you know, um, you know, and making time and, and learning how to buy back time has been a challenge, but 
because I'm so tight with my time. I would argue too that when you identify how much an hour of your time is worth, that can be really eye-opening. I mean, if you attribute that to your goals, my goal this year, technically, I mean, we're talking somewhere like $8,000 an hour. Those are my goals, right? Like my goals are huge, right? I always aim high, the 10X deal, but still, that's a lot of money, man. So like, even though I want to give an hour of my time a week to do a mastermind, it's a very expensive hour, man. I better have it. So I stay late Fridays and I do that because my fiance's bought in. I got to have the right partner. There's no fucking way I could have just a regular old, no offense, but like a lot of chicks are kind of high maintenance. I've got one that's got her own own thing going on and she's bought in on what I'm doing and she knew the give and take at the time. Like, all right, Fridays, but guess what? Every Saturday without fail is date night, no matter what. We don't have to worry about like, hey, what do you, we just know that's date night. There's no compromise. So she gets every Saturday. Sunday is chores day. I'm very routine. As scattered as I am up here, I find comfort in routine. And when I burrow in on my routines, I don't compromise. So like Sundays for me are yard work, poop scoop, clean the yard, do the yard, mow, weed whack. You know what I mean? And I like doing those things. I like being busy, right? And then I do wash the cars and then I prep for the week again. And then guess what? On Sundays, oh, by the way, I'll meet with the consulting client because they're business owners. So guess what? They also have to have time outside of that to start a new business. So we meet on Sundays or we meet after hours during the week. So, you know, if you want to do extra shit, man, that's okay. But like for me, it has to be where it's like, well, I better find some extra time because it can't be taken from Potomac. Right. So, but I've just worked really hard, man. And honestly, it's a work in progress. You and I had a podcast the other day. There's a little bit of a mix up there that's happened multiple times. It's happened. I can only tell you that like I'm a work in progress and JJ's learning how to work with me and, but it's a hell of a lot better than it was and it's going to continue to get a lot better. And then the more we delegate and elevate, the more I'll be able to take on and, you know, the more of these pursuits I'll be able to enjoy and, and, but I'm always going to push myself. I mean, I'll never slow down. I've accepted that. I'm uncomfortable Mm -hmm. sitting still. I think that lended itself to a lot of the issues I had, but instead of like numbing that, I embrace it and I go for it. I'm going for it until I can't go for it anymore. You know, can't clothe your talks about that. Get it now so you can enjoy it later. Love it. Love it. Yeah. You, you gotta, man, so much good stuff there. I, I resonate so much with that. I've had a breakthrough year personally. We've had it as a company. And one of the reasons, one of the key reasons is because I finally like surrendered to the fact that as a business owner, like I don't have to be great at everything. And I had that belief for so long. And I think that too many people do, right? So like this year, you know, since May, this year already, we've doubled the size of our team. I've hired an executive assistant, Mora. We're about 75 days in. We're still we're still figuring it out, you know. Hired a, a fractional CFO, like all these different things that I'm like, man, you know what? I don't have to be great at that. And I held on to those things for way too long because I maybe it was ego, pride, just like maybe I was misinformed, whatever. Like I thought I had to be great at everything. And that ultimately held not only me back and the company back, but it held everyone else on the team back from growing as leaders because like I was a bottleneck for way too much. And I still am, but we're working on that, you know? And uh and I think the key to that is to not like, you know, you want to identify as a high performer, but we can't we can't identify with like with perfection, right? Like you said, like it's, it's progress, right? Like we had that mishap on Friday this morning, there was a, a mishap with a zoom link on one of our group calls uh, or one of our, our team calls rather. 
Um, it's like, all right, well, let's not get pissed off at someone. Let's be like, all right, this happened. This is why it happened. Let's not let it happen again. And we move forward, right? Um, so, yeah, so much good stuff there, Kenny. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I, I that's a big – this is such a big part of what I have – even right now, man, because to your point, like it's a work in progress, man. It's very fried. We just, you have no idea like the amount of time and effort that's spent to try to get this right. Because I know I'm, I've, I'm fearful really of my weaknesses, you know what I mean? And so like, because I, I fear it, like I'm, I almost obsess over like making sure that that's covered, you know? But I think that that's yeah. probably a flaw. You know, I should be more focused on the positives and just pass off like, hey, but to your point about like hanging on to everything, man, dude, I did the same. We all, I think that's a very common entrepreneurial trait. And I think that's also fear-based where it's like, well, nobody's going to be able to do it or care to do it the way I do. But fact is, man, is like you said, we just, we have to find, it's all people. Everything that we do as entrepreneurs and business folks, it's just, it's all about the people. That's it. And so I've also done, that's another thing I've done well is I've worked really hard to invest in the, in the people that I have and I have some great people around me and, um, and that's only getting better, man. So I've, I've been very, very blessed. Uh, and that's a, that's probably my biggest strength is the team. Awesome. So you got a lot going on. You're, you're valuing your, your internally anyway, your time at $8,000 an hour. So for you listeners out there, this is an $8,000 episode. Well, we're actually going over an hour. So Kenny, it's, it's well, it's Tuesday, but it's really a Monday because Memorial Day is yesterday. Monday's your favorite day of the week. I've seen you write about that. Why would you choose to, uh, to sit here for an hour with us, your very valuable time? What's the motivation behind that, behind getting on this, on this show? The motivation behind getting on this show, doing my own, I believe that uh, personal branding is a, a huge positive tool that uh, needs to be embraced um you know how can you say oh well i want to help people and i want to get this stage and i want to get this platform it's not going to happen overnight and so you've got to build that and i believe that's how you do that I, I believe doing things i also believe in reciprocity you were kind enough to come on mine so i have to i mean that's just all there is to it right i got to give that back because that's what you do and so you know, I want to get out there and, and certainly give back, but I'm also trying to brand. And that's, that's, I've had a lot of success as of recent, you know, playing that attractive character in an attempt to, to hire a higher caliber, if you will, uh, individual and the podcast, you know, I've got a guy that just came on recently that listened to every episode. Next thing you know, he's calling in and asking for a job, you know? So those things do happen. And, uh, you know, I said it when I first started doing the podcast and when I first started really diving into social media, that if the only result was better people, that I would be okay with that because better people and it's better, better clients, more clients, more volume, more success, right? Like, cause people are in everything, dude, they're everything. So like, I'm yeah. more than okay with that. So, uh, and as far as Monday goes, why I would, uh, did you ask me why Monday was my favorite day of the week or you just said that? I'm sorry. I'm looking at uh, – I just said that, just but I think when we were doing our, our research for the podcast, we saw that in uh, – Mara and I saw that in some of your content. So just want to touch yeah, on Yeah, Monday that. very easily is the – it's my favorite day. First of all, it really is. I say that, but I mean that. Like I get excited as hell Sunday. It's a new week. I'm very competitive. 
I get to speak in front of my folks on Mondays. Uh, so Monday when the sales guys come in and these are sales partners, mind you, right? These aren't W2s when we're like, you have to be here. They could tell me to pound, you know, I, obviously we wouldn't work well together. Right. But like, yeah, they want to be here. They want their, yeah. exactly. We're high around core values and these guys want to be here. So they're pumped and they get pumped and I come in and I'm pumped to, to pump them up, dude. And like, I'm prepping for like my, my talk and it's just, I, I love it. If you, I'm getting excited talking about it. I love it. I yeah. love the guys that we have. I love to motivate people. I think that's part of it. But I also love that, dude, it's a new week. If you don't see that, like sales will eat you alive if you emotionally attach yourself to the results. And I did that for years. It is a quite literally a roller coaster, right? There's just highs and lows and it's going to be what it's going to be. But every week you have a new clean slate. And so I feel like if you're not built that way, you're probably not cut out for this, right? Like, or you're going to, it's just going to eat you alive. So for me, every week I come in, I'm like, hell yes, dude, new clean slate, new set of goals. What happened last week, good or bad, doesn't matter, right? Like we can touch on it, celebrate it, but this week's a new set of goals. And so let's go out and get after it. But, you know, I, I really enjoy motivating and working with the guys. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, that's awesome. And you underscore, I want to underscore something you said a few minutes ago. We can do a whole episode on it another time. But playing that attractive character to attract top quality talent. So many business owners don't realize that. Like, hey, I don't want to be on social media. Like, whether it's as a company, as an owner, as a leader, like I experienced myself, right? Like, we, you know, you, you operate with your core values, you share content, you share video content. Like, you're going to attract team members that are going to want to join that mission because they, they can feel what you have going on. So for anyone out there watching, listening, like you're scared to get out there on social media, but then you're also complaining that it's hard to find good people, well, like take ownership of that, right? Like attract those good people because they are out there. Like Kenny has an awesome team. We have an amazing team. We're adding to it this week. Like, and it's, it's because of the brand, because of that brand, that people, that story that people want to be a part of. So I go on and on about that. But on the Monday thing, I, I know you use the G-Code app. I have it here too. Um, and part of the G-Code app is uh, five things you're grateful for every morning, right? I've been doing that for a year. And one of mine this morning, I'm grateful for an exciting new week ahead full of opportunities. And that's it. Like, I seriously am. Like, there's so much cool stuff that's going to happen this week. There's going to be some crappy stuff too. But, hey, we'll, we'll deal with it, you know? So, I love that mindset. And Kenny, knowing that your time is valuable, you want to kind of, you know, wrap this up a little bit. You've shared a ton with the audience. I think that a lot of people are inspired by your story, by what you have going on, your discipline, your focus. And I think people are going to get a ton of value out of this. So I uh, really appreciate it. You got a couple of minutes to stick around for a quick lightning round of questions. Sure. All right. So you are a, uh, these are just kind of quick, have some fun. Get to know the person behind uh, the person, I guess. Uh, you're a big fan of personal development, obviously. I've read a lot of books. What is uh, a current book that you're reading? I think you mentioned you read a bunch of books at the same time, but you know, what are one, one or two books that you're reading right now? The one I'm trying to wrap up that I would say is probably the most important to me is the 13, 13 errors that managers make and how to avoid them because it was told to me by Kurt. And I can tell you, it's an it's an excellent book. It's just one of those ones that just, it's almost like, to me, I went out and bought all the copies, all copies from my leadership guys, by the way. So that that's one that, and it's small. So, you know, I've got that, the private equity playbook, uh, go, for bro go for stupid and a couple others. But I recently just was like, you know what? 
I need to finish one. And I've got the audio book on NLP, but that would be the main one that I'm, I'm wrapping up now. Inside the brain of an ADHD entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> I read, I always read at least two books at the same time too. So I'm not, I'm not throwing stones here. What is your current morning routine? Current morning routine is wake up, prayer, meditation. And then when I say meditation, I have a, a, an app. That's the one if I cheat on any single one, and it's the one that I probably shouldn't the most. But for me, it's prayer and whatever, you, you know, it's prayer, meditate. I have a, a five minute and that's a lot for me. Five minute guided meditation or even just several breathing exercises. I do. I read my blog in the morning, which is by Larry Janeski. And it was given to me by one of my very first mentors, which is a positive based business blog for lack of a better, which is very unique, but it's just something for business owners to give you a little sprinkle of positivity in the morning. But the bigger thing is I want to read something positive first thing in the morning and make sure I make a, a positive deposit first thing in the morning, right? So put something good in my brain instead of some Facebook or something like that. Then I read a few pages out of my book. It was originally two, now it's 10, whatever book that is. Um, so I do some reading, and then I get in the shower and I say positive affirmations like I'm a winner. And I also journal, by the way. And I journal. My journal is I stole something from the Miracle Morning, which is I am, uh, my goodness, I'm like trying to hurry up and I got it burnt into memory. It's also a concept from Think and Grow Rich, mind you, which is writing out your goal currently. Mine is a number goal. And it's I'm committed to maintaining unwavering faith that I will make $5 million this year and I will put forth extraordinary effort. No matter what, until I do, there is no other option. And so I write that every single day. And then I'll say that out loud too sometimes. But in the shower, I'm usually saying, my confidence is contagious. I easily attract the people and the, and the customers that I like. I'm a leader. I'm a winner. Every day I get closer to achieve my goals. Today is going to be a great day. I'm going to help some people. Things like that. And that's I think that's it. And then I listen to... Uh, a podcast on the way up, something positive, not like death metal. Sometimes I mess that up and then it'll screw up my mood. Dude, when I do every single one of those things and I come in the office and usually it's Monday because I'm cooking for Monday, I'm just on a whole nother wavelength, man. But you yeah. miss some of that stuff and you're just, and it happens. Usually once a week it happens, to be honest with you. But like the next day or the day after, I'll feel shitty enough to I'm like, nope, back on my morning routine. And so it's just yep. consistency, man. It's consistency. All right, guys, that was awesome. I've got a bunch of notes here that I took for myself, things that I want to implement, books that Kenny recommended, some of those parts of his morning routine that, you know, they might sound a little woo-woo if you've never done them before, but I do a lot of the same thing. So it's good to see someone like Kenny that is on the same track. It helps me realize that I'm on a pretty good track as well. So. Let me know in the comments what your favorite part about this episode was, or send me a DM on Instagram, at HeyJosephHughes. Would love to know what you thought of the episode. Kenny is an awesome leader, and I, for one, am excited to continue to watch his journey unfold as he builds and grows his companies. And as always, if you found value in the content, I appreciate you sharing it out. Send it to someone on your team. Send us another entrepreneur that you know. Take a screenshot, share it in your stories. Make sure to tag us at Contractor Dynamics. Tag Kenny, connect with Kenny on social media. We really appreciate you sharing the show. Pay it forward so that we can all impact as many people as possible. <laughs>